done whole pots. They take little tiny pieces. There won't even be a scar. I think I found the problem. Oh, you're the doctor? Everyone, lights out and quiet. Welcome back, Wayward Movie Watchers, once again to the Media Morgue, uh, where movies come to be examined. I'm Ethan Hawke, and I hate Marvel movies, but I'll do anything for a paycheck. <laughs> and I'm joined by my fellow surgeons of cinema. Do I talk? Is it me? Yeah. yeah. Hey, first of all, I'd like to say (laughs) it's good to be back. I missed the pilot for this season. Uh, So nice to be here. And since I'm here, Danny could not be with us. That's just the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, Danny actually has strep. Danny, feel better. Um, Yes. Send out your. You don't have to say that. He was eaten by (laughs) Megan Fox, guys. The news needs to come out. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Dan was found. Uh, they they described him as what did they call it? Lasagna with teeth. <laughs> um, well, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but yeah, obviously it's Zach, um, and uh, and of course the, uh, the it's it's me. It's I'm I'm Megan Fox's new uh, PR manager. Hopefully okay. we'll we'll be able to get her that career that she deserves. Yeah, guys. yeah, agreed, agreed. <laughs> um, so this is the show. In case you don't know, where we review two movies. One that's bit more uh, popular either by release date or general knowledge and one that's a bit more faded foreign or obscure and try to find a connecting thread so that you feel uh, safer about broadening your cinematic horizons. Today we're taking a look at Malignant directed by James Wan from 2021 and then Wes will lead us through Jennifer's Body uh, directed by Karen Kusuma was that her name? Mm -hmm. Karen Kusuma and and written by Diablo Cody. Yes written by Diablo Cody uh, which released in 2007 it's experiencing something of a cult revival so it was Was 20 was it 2007 it was that early oh my god I think so yeah Yeah. because it it was either 2007 or 2009 because I also looked up the release date of teeth it's 2009 2009 teeth came out in 2007 then and and I've never seen it but it's it's a similar film Mm. from what I understand um so yes uh Wes and I will be talking about malignant and then Zach will rejoin us for Jennifer's body let me just uh for the fans because they will be looking for me when you talk about Malignant. Obviously. Now, I went to watch it, and it just was gone. It wasn't yes. there on HBO Max anymore. It had, it had been taken out uh, like six days prior or four days yes. prior. I'm not sure. But anyway. Ironically enough, I had watched, I did pull up uh, and scrub through just like 30 minutes before we got on, like yep. a Solar Movies version of, uh-huh. the, mo- of the movie. Right. It played pretty well. Right. Could have sent it to you. You could have told me. If I thought, but you, but you I thought you would have no, thought I, to do that. Th- oh, so it was... You know what? We had the, you know what? Let's just get into it. Let's, let's open, let's like let down the curtain a little bit. So guys, we also talked about talking about Candyman. Wes and I both dropped the ball. We didn't, yeah. we didn't remember. I, I was like, I was like, Zach, I will get you, the, uh, I will get you the rented copy. And I texted Zach that as I was uh, in a cab going to get a COVID test at the last minute for my new right. job. And then I left getting the COVID test and said, what a beautiful day and forgot <laughs> To get Zach that copy, yeah. So it's Wes's fault. <laughs> so that's um, why I won't be there, everybody. Just wanted to let yes. you know. But but it's it's still it's all love, and um, I'm excited to hear what you have to say about Jennifer's body. But of course, Absolutely. before the reviews, we have the news. So let me. Uh, should I go? It's I. So I the there's a trailer for the Black Phone. Uh, that yes. Recently, and so is that the same person that did Sinister West? Is it is. It's 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 Scott Derrickson. Uh, who like 
I guess he came up with James Wan. They're both horror guys who liked mm. in superhero movies briefly and then are back to horror. Yeah, um, same generation. Same generation. And Ethan <clears throat> Hawke is his is his Robert De Niro. Ethan Hawke yeah. is his guy. That's his guy. Ethan yeah. Hawke is to Scott Derrickson as Patrick Wilson is to James Wan. That's- Absolutely, just yeah. just like a, just like a moderately handsome white guy yeah. who <laughs> who plays all different roles yeah. in in his movies. It's yeah. actually kind of incredible that Ethan Hawke isn't in that Doctor Strange movie. I mean, I he, guess like he was in the final he, running for Strange for Strange himself, final. right? Yeah, well, yeah. that makes sense. I'm yeah, so yeah. glad it wasn't him. No offense. <laughs> would have been weird. Just, I don't even know what I would have done with that. <laughs> Yeah, but this uh, but trailer, anyway, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. it it looks uh it looks cool. There's some it's it's some it it's just not what I was expecting, right? I, I thought this was gonna be like a serial killer, like kind of straightforward, standard kidnapping, blah blah blah. Um, but and I thought that that kid, by the way, the the boy, I thought he was dead. Like when Me too. when he was taken, I was like, oh, what a fake out that he's the the main character <laughs> and then he's killed immediately. Well, the psycho where you where you kill the the main yeah. character halfway through the thing. Yeah, so um, so yeah, he's he's all tied up in the basement or whatever, and there's a black old dial phone. I'm pretty sure uh, that mm-hmm. Ethan Hawke says hasn't worked since his childhood. Ethan Hawke has a very scary mask, and it becomes clear that this kid is talking to the ghosts of Ethan Hawke's past victims. So they're helping right. him try to escape. Now, Ethan Hawke, I'm pretty sure he at one point says. Put down that phone, and I'm just yeah. like you. You have guessed that something is wrong. That he is <laughs> that he is getting help from somewhere, and he just doesn't think to like take. You have the identified off. an issue. Yeah. And come he up just, with a solution. No, he uh, just lets him have it. My my favorite part of the tra- trailer is when that kid is in uh, the Brooklyn basement, uh, and. Uh, <laughs> is uh you start to see that it's not just a voice it's like the kids are going to materialize yes. in right. the basement with them and you yeah. see like one kid like helping him throw something yeah. it just looks like a, a mom look, it, it, Scott Derrickson loves himself some dead kids like some dead kids in his movies he's like some dead ghost kids that's me that's yeah. my brand uh and, and, and I him. guess I guess the idea is that like each one of these children has come progressively closer to escaping. Mm, so it's yes. like they're helping him put the pieces together yes. while also on the outside, we can't forget that his friend, she's the other main character and she's like basically psychic and she's kind of yes. helping the police. Mm-hmm. She has she some has sort dreams. of connection to him through, yeah. his, through his dreams and she's yeah. helping the police track him down. Um, it, it looks very cool. like it's one of those movies that could either be set in 1970 something or just yeah. in Utah like (laughs) (laughs) the same thing basically yeah yeah Yeah. they haven't uh progressed Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean i don't know i think i've seen sinister i remember being interested in it when the trailers came out but i don't know if i ever sat down and watched the full thing i like um dr strange but it's very it's pretty difficult to tell derrickson's style in that movie yeah um so uh, like this is clearly more the stuff that he's interested in doing um i think he left strange because i guess he wanted to make Strange more of a horror movie, uh, yeah. which makes sense because they hired Sam Raimi after. Right, uh, exactly. That's interesting. But but uh, but apparently the villain was supposed to be Nightmare, and it was going to mm. be a horror movie. And then they were like, "Fuck that! This is going to be a multiverse." And he was like, yeah. "Barely, I'm out. I'm out." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and the the weird thing is that Marvel has been like saying this is going to be our horror movie f- since Age of Ultron. Yeah. Like I remember, I remember reading a, an interview where they were saying like, "Oh yeah, this is, Ultron's kind of like a he's kind of like a monster," 
And then he's cracking jokes. Nice try. For that whole no, movie. Which... Forgot the name for human children. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, we'll see what Sam Raimi does with this second uh, uh, movie. But um, Black Phone, it might make it make its way on this show. Um... It will. It will. It will. <laughs> By Wes's will. hand. Yeah. We, are, we are pairing it with Sinister, the best studio horror movie to come out in a decade. <laughs> Wow! Fight me. Fight, me! fight me! Fight me! Wes is Wes Danny's is scrambling by Danny's absence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna be lighting off takes on this show while Danny's not here to check me. Uh, but continuing with you, Wes, uh, I know that you wanted to talk about the new trailer for Scream. Scream! I actually I do wish Danny was here for this. Danny mm. shares my passion for the Scream movies. Uh, mm. First Scream movie without Wes Craven, uh, the horror movie God, uh, directing it. R.I.P. Uh, but directed by the guys who made Ready or Not, which is a really, really fun horror movie. Um, also has Adam Brody, who's also in Jennifer's Body, playing a similar kind of scumbag. Nice. Uh, but uh, it looks interesting. It, honestly, it looks like a remake of the first one, which is why probably they're they're calling it just Scream and not Scream 5, because I assume mm. what they'll do is they'll pick off at least one of the main three in this one and then start with the new kids. Uh, which okay. looks to be okay. what is happening. Because all those Scream movies end with all the new characters dying and just Sydney, Dewey, and Gail being left. Great. Um, what was the I hope point? that doesn't happen again. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, and that girl from um, You Season 2 is, if yes. anybody, I, am I even? Okay, great. So, yeah, I, yeah. She's, <laughs> it looks like she's taking the Drew Barrymore like intro where you're like, oh, she's yes. going to be a main character and then she's killed immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Love that. Um, my I have only seen Scream, the original. Um, I guess one of the things that kind of maybe people would say disqualifies me as like a horror fan or just categorizes me is that I, I'm not someone who seeks out like all these all the mm. sequels in these different iconic chains. Like I usually because I feel like when people ask me, oh, have you seen Friday the 13th? Or whatever they're talking about the first one yeah and then like if you get into a deeper conversation like oh yeah and remember in what about jason, jason goes, goes to hell, to hell yeah. <laughs> where, jason where, x you know, yeah um but so i've seen scream and i really liked it but what i was saying in our in our group chat is that i feel that this trailer is particularly indistinct from yeah. like any other contemporary horror movie trailer that yeah. we've seen in the past few years it, it just kind of I know that it, it's it's not going to feel like Scream, quote unquote, because like you just said, Wes isn't directing it. Um, mm. Wes Goodrich isn't Jeez. directing Wes it. Directing <laughs> it because I'm not directing it. Yeah, the natural successor. Um, uh, but yeah, because Craven isn't directing it, and and obviously there's been several years since the first one. But like, it's clear that that first movie has a personality yeah. in a way that like yeah. this trailer does not indicate. You know. Yeah. It's, I agree. It just looks like it looks yeah. like the Halloween Kills trailer, or or like right. it's. It looks exactly like it. It actually looks like the Halloweening of uh, Scream, in, mm. in the sense mm. that um, I mean, we we keep talking about this. The fact that like horror movies, the, the formula for the next probably for the twenty twenties will be take an old thing, yeah. bring back the original people, and do a new gen thing. Uh, and make it a little bit more self-aware. But Scream mm. was already kind of doing that. Scream right. was already kind of riffing on Halloween anyway. Yeah. So I guess we have the last Jedi to thank for that. I don't uh, know. It, it, we we definitely have those. Idea. We definitely have those Abrams Star Wars movies to thank. Yeah. For that. But but I, I don't know. I mean, 
I like a lot of the Netflix actors they've pulled to be in it. It seems funny that each scream that comes out, they get the hottest teen actors yeah. at the time and then kill them off. That's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> pretty cool just killing off Mason Gooding. Uh, Who is in that? The, Mason Gooding is uh, Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son, who's in Booksmart. Hey. Uh, oh, he's a really uh, he's a good actor, and it looks mm-hmm. like he's just going to eat it pretty early in the movie. <laughs> oh, uh, yes. Wait, yes. He get, he's like running away, right? And then he just gets Please, please. Yeah, it was just, they just show it. Tough yeah, break funny. for Mason Gooding. But uh, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see in roughly three months if this movie is good or if it's just uh, a January release. Which yeah, is what it looks like. Right. Yeah. And they well got uh, the the Thirteen Reasons Why kid in there, right? Dan's pretty upset mm-hmm. about that, I think. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's him, and then oh, and then they have uh Vanessa from uh In the Heights. They do. That's right. I wasn't she- ready for that. I didn't even, I didn't even, her face is so forgettable to me that I didn't even register that I recognized that person. I can't wait to see the two expressions her face makes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Courtney Cox is is here. Nice to see her. She's back. She's She's back. back. I, I, you know what though? It's kind of, it's a little jarring just like seeing her. I was like, oh, I feel like this is a scary movie, like like trailer you know oh, what I mean? like, like the, the, yeah, the Paris series like i just wasn't yeah. it just feels <laughs> fake i was like this isn't real anymore yeah you know it's so like wild about scary movie. scary movie is essentially like a parody of scream and scream is a parody of halloween yeah it's like it's just two it's levels the same movie <laughs> yeah it's the same it's just it's doing and, and scream's original name was scary movie That's and then ah. they made it scream and then scary movie took the scary movie that's that's that's, amazing. that's that's cool. I uh, I'll just my last thing here related to Courtney Cox is there's a there's a little moment where she's standing with Neve Campbell and Neve goes like you ready and Courtney Cox goes what like she wakes up into this <laughs> movie and she goes, oh for this she wasn't in character not, never yeah. <laughs> she didn't even know they were rolling <laughs> like, she literally yeah so maybe one less uh, Ambien before oh, the next take Courtney but um. Yeah, so we'll see what what's up with Scream. Um, finally, it's DC Fandom Weekend mm. uh, that's kicking off, and um, right ahead of the trailer that's dropping tonight, which we'll yep. probably cover next session. Um, Matt Reeves Sorry. has re- has released some 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 promotional material for the Batman, which mm-hmm. we now have a solid release date for of March fourth. Um, we got some images. We got a poster of Robert Pattinson's. Uh, Batman costume bathed yeah. in the blood, blood red, you know, high contrast. The blood of his victims, yeah, exactly, because he will be killing. People he will be murdering movie. them. <laughs> and uh, and of course, we also got um, the Riddler slash Hush mm. uh, slash Zodiac Killer combination um, with the note <laughs> pointed toward the camera. And we got a little, we got a little teaser with the bat signal lighting up, and we hear Pat, uh, Pattinson say, "It's it's not a signal, it's a warning." And we also nice. got a picture of a uh, of a. Uh, Zoe Kravitz looking. Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle. They did. Fantastic. Yeah, man. Let me just. You guys ever heard the story about why she wasn't auditioned for Catwoman in Rises? No. No. Apparently, she. I guess she got put out by her agents. Like they, they put her on the audition, and they said she was too urban to play Catwoman. Yeah. So there you go. (sighs) You know what's interesting is that. You know what's interesting is that when I think about like frank miller's interpretation of these characters and like how heavy his hand has been on all the batman media recently she's a she is like a a prostitute in in the dark knight uh in 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 year one in year one year one it is yeah 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 um 
And I don't actually know if did Frank Miller write year one? Maybe I he just, did. He did. Okay, it's, yes. it's it's the better it's the better of the two stories. <laughs> oh. So and and I mean so it's like what does too urban mean for a character like that who is like she she can be anyone because anyone can can wind up in that in that aspect of life. Anyone could also also like she, uh, Selena Kyle has been black slash non-white all the very time. often most she, of it, the time. <laughs> I think I think she's canon as cuban american in the comics okay so that could that could mean anything yeah so, so you know what i mean yeah. i don't know weird. it seems like a weird hill to die on yeah uh, and, and anne hathaway you know is 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 fun in that movie um yeah, but i'm definitely good. looking forward to zoe's take on it. it it already seems i mean you know look we're, we're we've seen her in in the little sock mask in the, in the in the teaser and we've seen this one image of her um, I guess I'm just going off of how I know her to be as an actress. Mm-hmm. I can imagine it'll be a very sultry performance. Yeah. Very understated, <laughs> very reserved, probably not that witty because this movie, I don't know. I mean, it yeah. could surprise, but I don't necessarily see it having that much humor except for like Colin Farrell's manic penguin performance. Oh, that's God. getting a spinoff. That's no, getting a not. spinoff. No, it's yes, it is. He's going gonna to be the HBO. star. It's getting an own. HBO max show, Zach. Why? Why? <laughs> don't do it. It's, <laughs> Is it just going to be, I don't understand, is the it penguin. just the Sopranos with... With the penguin. It's going to be Cobblepot. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be Cobblepot. He did, he, he did get a lot of, um, that character did get a lot of love after those Telltale Batman, mm. like, um, multiple Gotham. choice yeah, uh, yeah. series. And, and yes, the Gotham series as well. So, I mean, I guess. Uh, but, yeah, well, the, the other thing that dropped was that this, the, the initial cut of this movie is near to three hours. Yeah, uh, wild. Would, God would help we, us. How are we feeling? Would we watch a three-hour bat? I mean, I know. Oh, hell yeah. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I will do it. Like, I'm, I I say, I, like, go into the theater, I'm like, oh, fuck this. And then I just end up, like, loving the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, I think for the for the version, for the stories they're trying to adapt, looks like Long Halloween and Hush and a combination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's Those are both really chunky stories. Right. Um, yeah. And you probably do have to give some some length to it. Right. How how much uh, it it feels like they're really trying to make a David Fincher movie, which like yo, mm. I love David Fincher, but like I feel like these Batman movies are like what what director do we wish could have made a Batman movie? Yeah, and then we're going to take their style, like Joker's Martin Scorsese. Yeah, mm. this is David Fincher. They're like, let's let's see who else we can. Uh, maybe we'll look at a I don't know, like a who's another auteur that would never make a superhero movie? Let's see, Paul like Thomas a Safdie Brothers Batman movie. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to this. We'll see what this trailer mm-hmm. um, holds, and what the I mean, our new segment might be entirely fandom next week because oh, we're yeah. probably going to get Black Adam stuff. Oh, I need I want Black Adam because I need to know if The Rock's rap is going to be featured in the. Trailer. <laughs> oh my god! That's all I care about. I just want that in. I I need that. I just want that to be actually like a scene in the movie. Like it's just like that's is. Like It'll be intro. when he when he crash lands into the modern world. They're gonna play that song. Yeah. It's, that's what it's gonna be. I, I, I can't believe that uh, Black Adam is the the co star. Black Adam is Noah Centineo. I I just it is yeah. just bad shit to me. And then, <laughs> and then and that's who they landed on. Yeah, and I don't. And I'm they were gonna make it a Black Adam movie, right? But now they're doing. They're just putting him. It's in a JSA Shazam movie. Too. It's a it's a JSA movie. Now. Oh, oh okay. It's like it's Black Adam, but the entire JSA is in it. So oh, really? It's a JSA movie. Yeah, it, it's gonna be uh, Adam Smasher, Adam Hawkman, Smasher. Doctor yeah. Fate, Jay Garrick. 
Uh, maybe. Maybe? <laughs> maybe. They'll save them for Flashpoint. That's a big Do one. Do you think they're using Justice Society to, to like, reboot Justice League because we don't know where that property is right now? They've done it in the comics before, where J- JLA have been in a bad place, and the JSA have become the team that people read the comics for. You mm. know, hey, they could do it. I always just think of them as a bunch of old men. Old people, but. yeah. Like, I just like getting bodied. I, just, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trust them. If they showed yeah. up to save me, I'd be like, I'm fucked, I think. Like, I'm just, I'm not I making the real like, oh, oh, these are, these are men are 80 years old. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're World War One soldiers. I think the real question that remains is whether or not they'll be giving The Rock a hairpiece for Black Adam. Is he going to have the do. widow's peak or is he just going to be bald? No, it looks like that he's bald remains. in this. He's bald, but I, I want... It looks like he's bald. <laughs> I want at least a flashback. With the, with Can the, we? You know what I'm saying? Like Tep Adam in the old days with the afro. Yeah. Well, uh, that does it for our news segment. Um, we'll take our first break. Wes and I will break down Malignant. So uh, stay tuned. See you guys. See you guys. <laughs> Hello, folks, we're back. Uh, like we said up top, we're talking about *Malignant*, James Wan's return to form? Question uh, mark from 2021, uh, <laughs> starring Annabelle Wallace, Maddie Hassan, George Young, Jacqueline McKenzie, and Nicole Brianna White, among other people. Screenplay by Akila Cooper um, and James Wan. I think James Wan also direct, wrote it. Got it. Got it. Well, he oh. gives his name on this Wikipedia article, I guess. <laughs> wow, James. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, this movie was, uh, it, it came out on September 10th and uh, it dropped on, it dropped on uh, HBO Max and they, you know, they have the partnership between Warner Brothers where they, every new release is on the app for a month. Um, so it just left uh, six days ago, but I, I randomly decided to watch it one night, not even remembering that Wes had brought it up on the show as a news item when the trailer was um, and, uh, and, and and I think... It is. It it it's one of the most annoying films. <laughs> um, uh, it it you know we've we've kind of moved away from plot summary on the on this show, so we may just have to drop a spoiler warning immediately after initial impressions. There, but, there's um, no way to talk about this movie truly without spoiling the movie. Yeah, yeah. So so we're gonna have to do that. We're letting you know now. But but Wes, I'm curious what's your initial impressions were non-spoiler um just like right after the movie ended or going into it both uh reader i i was ready to quit i was ready to quit after about 40 minutes of this movie the person i was watching it with uh we were like let's give it another 10 minutes and then we're done because well i'll be honest like the first hour of this movie um is super boring it's yeah. super boring. It's super. It's like an episode of Law and Order that goes on for forty years, <laughs> um, and then the movie metastasizes yeah, <laughs> into something completely bonkers, yeah. and it becomes the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad we don't do real ratings for uh, this part of the show because I actually don't know what I could have rated it right. uh, without a meme. Um, going in, I was expecting just a weird uh, ghost movie from James Wan, which he does pretty well. Yeah. Um, you know, Danny is the real James Wan fan here, but I, I, I'm i a fan of Saw and, you know, yeah. uh, 
I like the Conjuring movies enough. Uh, but uh, wow, uh, it wasn't that. Uh, <laughs> Not at all. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of problems with this, uh, but I had such a fun time watching um, the madness that is the last 30 minutes of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, so um, I guess let's crack the egg. So so the, the basic uh, premise of this movie involves this woman, um, uh, Madeline, played by Annabelle Wallace. Um, I'm sorry, Madison, um, who uh, is basically like she's she's living, you know, with a with a deadbeat husband. There's an orgy of evidence that this guy is a scumbag. Um, you know, he doesn't have a job. He's on like disability or something. And he's and played course, by the bad guy in every 2010s high school movie. Yeah, exactly. He's watching, uh, you know, the football game and, and she won't get out of the way or whatever it is. And then he's like upset that she's, uh, I don't, I don't even remember what he gets upset at her about to winds results in him, uh, striking her, um, and hitting her, her head against the wall. Um, but this guy gets murdered. Uh, her husband, you know, she wakes up later and finds his dead body in her house there's no signs of forced entry, so of course the intrigue is like, how did this happen? Um, over the course of the movie, she keeps witnessing these murders without being there. She's into this paralysis where the world shifts around her, and she's suddenly in someone else's apartment as they're getting murdered, and she doesn't know why it's happening. Um, come to find out later in the movie, it's revealed <laughs> that Madison how, has... How, how are we even going to <laughs> explain this without laughing? <laughs> There, we, <laughs> someone, Justin, someone wrote this screenplay <laughs> and someone said, this is the plot of Harry Potter, a sorcerer's stone. Well, <laughs> I, I, and in true to form in my letterbox review, I said this because what, what comes to, what comes to pass is that, uh, Madison has a twin, but not Gabriel. like a regular twin. This no. twin is a, is a, is a, a, teratoma a tumor the movie says basically a tumor growing on the on her back a parasitic twin and his face is on the back of her head and they share the same spine the same brain and some of the same motor function but when gabriel takes over madison is unaware she's she's catatonic yeah yes he's using her body and she's kind of trapped inside of her mind now i understand that this may sound interesting <laughs> to some people, but um, I was profoundly irritated because <laughs> what, when at this point in the movie, like I, there was a point I remember thinking, okay, obviously they're drawing some kind of connection between her and the killer. And I remember seeing like the killer at some points and it looked like it wasn't a face. So I was like, oh, okay. Like she's the killer. Like I know she's the killer now. But why is she always moving backwards? Like, what does that have to do with? Is it just because of the injury? Like they? No, it's it's because she's reversed. (laughs) No, and now I yeah, now I know it's because Gabriel, when he's in control, his face becomes the front of the body, and her body, her her face becomes the back of the head. So now this thing is just walking backwards, and somehow, (laughs) guys, guys, uh, you can't see Justin right now but just just mimed <laughs> the way that this thing moves somehow james wan shot this and didn't think it looked stupid this is the stupidest thing i've ever seen they and 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 i mean we can just we can just kind of get into it now because 
there's like there's specific things in this movie that irritate me. I'm not necessarily this is I guess it's similar to the complaint I had about us in a in a different wow, way. Wow, wow, wow. But I know this I, <laughs> I was not the biggest fan of us. Um what, what the main reason I didn't like it is because I felt like Jordan Peele by trying to uh explain the tethered mm-hmm. um painting himself into a corner where like actually they made less sense. And I think the thing with this movie is that in trying to root its horror in like an actual medical condition, even though nothing about it is aligned with that condition, it just makes me feel like, uh, why didn't you just make this like a, a, a ghost story? I mean, yes, it's unique, you know, in one way, even though we have seen like evil twin stuff before evil or like, it's basically like a dissociative identity. It's like split basket case. It's like split like basket. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's, but it's got a, a body horror angle to it. Um, because which, it's ripping out of the back of her skull, which yes. is pretty gnarly. And it is, I mean, there's definitely, I, I think it looks like when she's in the, in the jail cell and we'll get to this, but when she starts opening her skull, Ugh. some of that looked maybe practical. I, I, I think like, yeah, I think a, a fair amount of that might have been practical and then like maybe animated with with CG, but um uh that would just be my guess. But yeah, I I feel like early in the the movie opens like the cold open is you're just in this uh very Hogwarts looking asylum yes. and this doctor is giving uh you know, she's giving like a um she's basically talking about like the what do you call it? Like an entry about this patient and 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 this one line is how they justify what Gabriel who is essentially a human being is able to do for the rest of the movie where she's like, he's growing stronger. Sue, won't be able to contain him, which apparently translates to like jumping like 20 feet in the air and like flipping. But, but also, but also does it make any sense? So, okay. So we are to believe that Gabriel woke up because he got, uh, they took Gabriel out of her dome. Yeah. Um, so what they did was so yeah he because he used to be like a like he had like, arms like a, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just they they removed most of it so that it was only his face and then they sewed him up. Yeah. But so much of her they shared a brain, so he's yes. still in the brain. Right. So when they hit the back of the head, uh, she uh, Gabriel woke up. Uh, right. It was that easy. She's never hit her head in twenty years. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's never hit her. I, I I used to get concussions all the time as a kid. Yeah, come on, dude. You fall off the monkey bars. Gabriel's coming to play. Like <laughs> I got, I got hit. I got hit by a swing set in the face once, just pushing a swing. So I, Gabriel would have been uh, fucking people up on the playground. I'm just saying. <laughs> it would have been wreaking havoc. And and yeah, like they say that like almost thirty years pass between the opening of this movie and 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 where like the actual story takes place. And it, yeah, it does lead you to believe that also if she's been living with this abusive husband for this long, he's never hit her in the head or in the face really hard. Yeah. It's like, yeah. so that in itself is definitely kind of, you know, whatever, but you suspend your disbelief, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, and then like the thing that's just kind of also insane is when Gabriel takes over, he's like Wolverine. Like, yes, he, yes. Just, he, he, like he, again, Madison is a human woman, but he can like move super fast and like, he's got all this crazy, like close quarters combat training yes, out of really nowhere. Good. He has yeah. like bullet time reaction. Like he does. It's just, there's this insane action sequence uh, toward the end where uh, 
Madison is, first of all, she's arrested. I forget exactly how she winds up in the prison cell, in the jail she's cell. She's arrested for killing somebody, probably, I think. Right, like under the suspicion. And then yeah. she's getting just heckled by, like, <laughs> these prison women. Ladies, by yeah. Ladies. yeah, by prison women. Uh, like, extras from Orange is the New Black. Um, and, and eventually she just, like, gets pissed off. I guess, like, Gabriel kind of gets triggered... Um, and then she, this is where she starts pulling her skull open and then Gabriel's face pokes out and everyone's freaking out. And then she just massacres all these people. And then she gets out into the prison. Also, she's wearing this, like when, when Gabriel takes over, he puts on this, like, he has a costume. He has a little costume he puts on. He does. It's like a Sherlock Holmes, like (laughs) Jack the Ripper outfit. Um, Listen, incredible stunt work for whoever's playing Gabriel. For sure. uh, Because... They, I, I have to believe it's practical that the walking backwards. They have to choreograph. The I think it's actor walking back. I think, yeah, I think what it looks like is it's like a, it's a contortionist mm. who is maybe wearing like a, a, a convincing enough mask of Madison's face on the back of their head. Yes. While yes. they have the Gabriel mask on the front, <laughs> or, or it's a helmet, but, or it's some yeah, kind of yeah, a helmet. Mask. It would have to be a helmet because they're still their body is still facing forward. But the th- I guess my thing is like, I don't know, would it have been. It's just so stupid when he's when he's moving backwards like that. It's like, would it have been that weird to just have him take over to do the Harry Potter thing where he's he's taking over, but like Madison's face is still Justin. Look, 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 look. This movie is dumb. This movie is dumb. <laughs> However, if it had gone with the safer option of just making Gabriel either a demon or a ghost, yeah, or something that is puppeting Madison's regular body, yeah. It would not have been as glorious as a full human man pushing his face out of the back of her skull and killing people. It doesn't make any sense, and it's wonderful. And I think, I think, I mean, this movie is uh, entirely too stupid to be mm. dealing with some of the themes it's trying to deal with, which is like abortion and women's right over her body yeah. which is what it seems to really want to be talking about right, which is right. a worthy which is worthy stuff to talk about in autonomy and all that yeah autonomy this movie is too dumb to do that you yeah. know we've talked about this in spiral some horror movies are too dumb for that stuff you know what i mean yeah uh and this one is one of them and i think it it falters when you begin to think about thematically what it's trying to wrestle with because you're like guys this is a dumb uh body puppeting well, movie. yeah and also like it's it's just I don't know, like Danny said to us, he feels like James Wan is best when he doesn't write his movies. Like Lee Whannell <laughs> wrote Saw. Yes. And sometimes there are, there are directors who are like that, right? Like Conjuring. We've, we've said Conjuring. that, yeah, we've said that about George Lucas. A lot of people have said that he's, he's great conceptually and he's even a pretty good director. But like, if you let him write, <laughs> you know, you get stuff like you get in here, the dialogue is... And I don't know if it, it, like, maybe it could have been helped by some more recognizable, not even recognizable, but just better actors. I mean, there's really no one in this movie. You have the cop's partner who who feels like she should be Wanda Sykes, but she's, <laughs> but she's not. She should have um, been, right? She should have been Wanda Sykes. <laughs> she, uh, but she isn't. You have, speaking of Law & Order, that guy playing the main cop looks just like um, that one dude from SVU, the kind of, like, ethnically ambiguous uh, yes. Yes. Uh, cop. Um, and so it's just like, there's no one here. And then you're listening to especially Annabelle Wallace. God love her, but she is a stone. <laughs> like she's, Jeez. her performance is so 
yes. monotone yeah. that and it, and it doesn't seem like it's a it's a choice um yeah. it just seems like she is not invested i mean a lot of this movie really feels like like if i saw this on lifetime yeah i would not be surprised but it's but it was on hbo <laughs> the, the weirdest thing about the film is the subplot so the the, the emotional core of the movie we should say is uh it's a sibling movie so it's, yeah. it's gabriel the back of her head but then she has an adopted sister who's yes. been helping her through this this process uh and the adopted sister is essentially the heart of the movie she's who takes her back yeah. uh to, to to at the end of the movie but then there's this sub subplot of the cop who's investigating trying to smash the sister and he's it's it's how it's how the script can uh allow you to believe that this cop would not just be like this is dumb i'm not going to follow these clues anymore exactly you know what I mean? exactly yeah you're right in that they have to give him a reason to stay invested with this case <laughs> he's like is... i think i think this uh blonde sister thing is gonna work out so <laughs> It's gonna stay a little bit longer. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna chase some leads. I'm gonna do some leads for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Detective Kekko Shaw, and 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 let me, I mean, listen, he doesn't actually look like the dude from SVU, but he's filling that yes. same type yes. of role where he's just yes. like the pretty boy. This guy's 41 years old. Good for him. Good. Yeah. good for him. I guess to say some nice things about it, uh, uh, you'll never catch me accusing James Wan of not knowing how to. Uh, craft visuals the dude is a master of horror visuals um yeah there's there's a there's that shot where um uh uh the deadbeat husband has his neck cracked and and uh the killer who we don't know is gabriel slash madison at this point pokes their head up slowly from behind the corpse on the couch and it's just like the whole frame is like black and blue and very shadowy that's cool um the the red uh there's that you know sleep paralysis type of scene where uh, it's the kill of that old man in the hotel room. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That looks really cool. And the sequence where she's uh, running through her house. <laughs> Why did I just think of the Megan Thee Stallion line? <laughs> running through a nigga's house like a Tomb Raider. <laughs> she's that should have been, been playing over. <laughs> she's running through her house like a Tomb Raider. And, uh, and it's just a, a top-down view of her moving throughout the house. And you, you feel like you're looking at like a clue board. That's a really cool sequence. Um, I, I think I think James Wan is a really talented director. Like I yeah. think he's he's really good. I actually read a review. I remember when Aquaman came out, mm-hmm. uh, a movie I don't like, but I think is fun enough. Like it's fun, I guess. Uh, Patrick Wilson's great in that movie. That's what I'll say. Um, well, I remember when Aquaman came out. Someone wrote a review that essentially was James Wan is a great director with terrible taste. Like mm. he is a great visual storyteller. Mm-hmm. But his taste in stories, yeah, yeah, is suspect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, even in Aquaman, which is obviously largely a CG production, but there are yeah. some compositions in that that are yeah. that are kind of breathtaking, like the the dive into the ocean with the when they're surrounded by the the piranha people. I still um, think about that moment where he's coming in on that giant sea monster and he puts the trident over his eyes. Yeah. And the, the sound waves go out through the water. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, I think Aquaman, despite having a script that's like maybe not the best, has some of the most, like you can tell James Wan made Aquaman mm. in a way that you can't tell that like maybe, as we said before, Scott Derrickson made Doctor Strange. Like, Yeah, that's fair. Or that Patty Jenkins made Wonder Woman, but maybe that's just because I don't have any other work of hers to compare it to. Yes. Um, yes. So fair. that that could be. Uh, did she? What did she do? Did she do? She did uh, that movie with Charlize Theron where she won the Oscar. 
monster. Monster? Oh, yeah. Very Pat, different. Patty, you know what's so funny, Justin? This is going to move past a malignant conversation, but we have 10 minutes before. Um, <laughs> we, we're starting to see these like late 30s, early 40s directors who started out in these indie places, like in mm-hmm. horror, like James Wan and Derrickson. And in like more prestige movies like Patty Jenkins, and we're seeing them go through the superhero machine and using mm-hmm. it to raise their profile. Like yeah. none of these people are really staying in it. Like maybe Patty Jenkins, but she might be not be doing Wonder Woman three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think James Wan after Aquaman is done, he'll be done. Uh, you know, uh, certainly Scott Derrickson seems to be done. Mm-hmm. And and their next project after those superhero things are like high high profile projects just sure. on just on the virtue that they did Aquaman because you can put from the director of exactly. Doctor Strange in the trailer exactly. I, I think you know um, that's definitely part of it I also wonder how much Marvel and we've talked about this as well if that relationship is as beneficial for the for the temple studios where you hire a director who I mean it's on the one in a cynical sense you hire these directors who aren't really they don't haven't cut their teeth yet mm-hmm. so that you can kind of push them around a bit mm-hmm. um you know you you can tell Scott Derrickson what to put in his movie you can't tell Sam Raimi necessarily yeah. so like but i so i i guess that's part of it and also maybe there's a level of prestige that they hope to attain yeah. by giving Nia DaCosta Captain Marvel 2 or you know what yeah. i mean which which i'm nervous about um, i'm very nervous about giving uh <laughs> That's a lot for her to have to do for her second feature, essentially. For her her third feature. So she did Little Woods, which apparently is amazing. Okay. She did Candyman, which is Candyman. And then now she's going to do the Marvels, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's, it is it is a bit nerve-wracking. Um, no, but but that's that point is, is well taken. Um, obviously, Eternals comes out soon. Yeah. Um, and only that's her got fourth Kojima. movie. That's only yeah. her fourth movie. That's another pattern, too. And I guess maybe it's just like... It could be a finance thing too. Like it's it's difficult to lock down directors who are more established to do these movies because they cost more. Maybe and, and they have a style that it's why I think DC, for all its problems, and they have a lot of problems, mm. uh, is nailing something that Marvel can't get. Maybe because Marvel doesn't want to do it, but like mm. DC movies, pretty much. I mean, there's obviously studiously meddling with DC movies. We 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 there's a yeah. long history of that but those movies look like the directors like they seem to be hiring directors that have a style for better and worse all the snyder and, movies are snyder, those are snyder movies yeah. and, and the matt reeves batman movie looks like the grungy epic planet yeah. of the apes movies you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. so so it, it looks like and dc also likes to hire horror directors to do their mm-hmm. movies, which is Matt Reeves loves some face paint. There's a, there's a lot of like the he apes does. are painting their faces and and those war uh, and those apes movies and um and you got these you know the Joker thugs or whoever they are mm-hmm. uh uh with and the Pattinson, clown paint on their and faces. Pattinson with his eyeliner. Yeah, yeah, some war paint. You know, he really he really likes that. Um, yeah, yeah I mean, there's <laughs> Malignant is a movie that that would. I mean, not that we can't still do it, but would have been great for a commentary. Like oh. whenever we start to just sit down, crack a bunch of beers and just like watch that movie um, to talk about it after the fact is like it's it's pretty um, thin. But I think you raise an interesting point about uh, how it tries to sort of maybe be feminist. Um, and obviously we'll talk more about that with Jennifer's body. Uh, I am ready to rate it. Yeah, let's are. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I'm going to give it. um I'm going to give it two 
uh, Voldemort style heads out of five. Mm. This is really the Voldemort style heads. The only one you can really do. Um, yeah, I'll give it. I'll give it. Uh, By the eight. way, I'll just say. I'll just say uh, the Harry Potter reveal was much better. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. just because that that dude slowly unwrapping his turban and then Voldemort pushing his face out of his head, yeah, much much better. Um, uh, I'll give it uh, eight and a half. Uh, wow, backwards walking out of eight and a half. Um, <laughs> the movie is dumb, all right, <laughs> but the movie is uh, just it's wonderful. I gave it a five star review on Letterbox. And I look at that review every once in a while, and I'm like, "Yep, I stand <laughs> I'm by right. It. I stand by it. I stand by it because because the, the 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 genius of the movie is that you're watching it. And you're like, what is everybody talking about? And then it happens. Yeah, and you're like, oh, this is what they were talking yeah. about. Yeah, I um, I, I mean, good for you, man. I, I I think that opinion might come back to haunt you uh, oh, when you will. start making your own films. People will be like, how can we trust this man? He rated They're malignant. Like, he rated malignant five out of five stars. <laughs> on Letterboxd of all places. Um, but yeah, that I think that does it for our conversation on Malignant. We'll take our second break and then Wes will lead us through his favorite movie of all time, uh, Jennifer's Body. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about Jennifer's body. Wow. All right? Yeah, we are. So scary. In detail. Uh, in explicit in detail, detail. In detail. Uh, Jennifer's <laughs> body is a 2009 film directed by Karen Kusama, written by Diablo Cody, who is Dan's favorite writer. Uh, <laughs> it stars uh, Megan Fox, Amanda Seyfried, in glasses, which is what they do to make us believe that she's not as beautiful as she is. That she's she not, is. yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, Johnny Simmons of Scott Pilgrim fame, J.K. Simmons of Everything fame. Love that. Uh, Chris Amy Pratt. Sedaris. Chris Pratt playing Can we the talk Republican about it? he is. Playing the Republican <laughs> he is. And uh, Adam Brody. Can we talk? I was going to wait uh, until we got into the conversation, but like, I was, I texted Zach. I said, there are two actor appearances in this movie that are going to floor you. And he had already seen it by this point. But Chris Pratt, a pre-fame Chris Pratt showing up in this movie, it gave me a heart attack. I was watching this. I, I, pro, I mean, my teacher isn't gonna listen to this. I was watching this in the back of my aesthetics of filmmaking class. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, that's how you do it. Wow. And, and and he was talking about f stops or something. I don't know. And nice and man. I was, uh, and I was watching Jennifer's body. And when Chris Pratt showed up, I had to suppress a vocal reaction, because <laughs> <laughs> like, I was in the back like what? <laughs> yeah. And then later, J.K. Simmons is playing. The science teacher slash yeah. principal in, in an SNL skit. School. Yeah, yeah. It was. It Why does he have a hook? Just, Justin, it was rough going after Spider-Man Three, bro. Like, I guess it, so, man. In between Spider-Man Three and Whiplash, it was a tough couple of years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mind you, though, he was on the closer. Uh, I think. I think during this period, which is a show that I watched religiously with my mother. Nice. Um, and he was like, he was the pol- police. That's a TNT captain. show, right? Yeah, 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 man. TNT had a chokehold. They had on, a lot. On, um, uh, but yes, go ahead, Wes. I'm sorry. But uh, no, it's okay. Before we get to the uh, our, our our thoughts on it, uh, let's quickly just uh, go through the customary letterbox reviews. Letterbox Love is it. like 
the patron movie of Letterbox is Jennifer's Body. Yeah, There's not a person nice. on Letterbox that hates Jennifer's Body, so I had to look. <laughs> uh, I looked, and the only two-star review that I could find that wasn't dripping with misogyny uh, was from Sarah, and it's a two-star review, and it says, this was my ex-girlfriend's favorite movie. Hey, Which is a tough one. That's uh, there's a lot in Sarah, there. I think. Sarah, Sarah, reach out to the show. We'd love to <laughs> 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 write us a letter. We'll write you <laughs> one back. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, another one is uh, a five star review from Anika that says Jennifer's body is greater than The Godfather. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I and, agree. <laughs> and, my, and my personal favorite is a four and a half star review from Brat that says this is Twilight for bi girls. That one yeah. is provided by Justin Winley himself. Guys, Thank what did you think of Jennifer's body? Zach, you go first. I, I, um, I, I, I think I enjoyed it overall. I mean, there were some. I, I think this movie knew what it was doing. It knew what it wasn't, and it knew what it wanted to be. Like just like the dumb. Like I think I realized when the uh the bar fire massacre occurred, and like Amanda <laughs> Seyfried was like pretty chill about it and like <laughs> i know like i know megan fox was like she she just is stunned and stuff and and but like the the guys in the band i don't want to just like dive right into spoilers but the guys in the band were just like there like just outside already when this happened yeah. like they were fine and i was like okay i understand this movie is just not gonna super take itself seriously um yeah so i thought it was fun there were still some moments that like scared me like just the first time you see megan fox in like as like after her like change, I was like, Oh mm-hmm. shit. That was like, that was actually pretty creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that just that shot of her just like lingering there. Um, oh, yeah. we're, we're, when she first, uh, sees in, Amanda Seyfried and smiles. Exactly. And I was like, Oh, free. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but oh, shoot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, uh, but that being said, they like some, these actors, Amanda Seyfried and Seyfried, I think so. I think Sy- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, Amanda Seyfried and Megan Fox, like both kind of like go off with their acting. Like they still yeah. go really hard. Like, like <laughs> so hard. Cold crying, <laughs> like it. sobbing, like they forget the kind of movie they're in. <laughs> um, so I think I overall enjoyed it. I think it was fun and it wasn't really, you know, trying to be anything more than like a fun, quirky film. Yeah, I agree. Um, This is a movie that, uh, I know. I know. <laughs> no, Begin. Took a breath. Begin. This is a film. <laughs> Get ready for my sermon, my treatise. <laughs> um, no, I. I was going to say that this is a movie that uh, I was not going to be able to watch uh, as a kid. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I saw the trailers for it, but it was just like one of those movies that I knew my parents were never going to bring home. So, and because I didn't have like. I mean, I almost said because I didn't have friends. I, had, <laughs> I I didn't have like the the one friend who always was like trying to make you watch something that you shouldn't watch, and I didn't yet have the resources to pirate stuff. Right. So I just heard it was like a folk tale. Yeah. It really was, yeah. and like it was like something that you heard about on the school bus. Yeah, um, definitely. It was per, one of the per, school bus movies. Particularly, I think what I what I realized when watching it is uh the the scene where um. Jennifer and Needy are are in her bedroom. Mm. I realized that I had heard about that scene. <laughs> I had as well. I might I might have even seen it uh, somehow. Um, uh, somehow, somehow, Justin <clears throat> might have found it on a you know uh, just peeking over someone's shoulder on the bus. You yeah, know? I bet. when they're watching, you know those old portable DVD players stopped. Do y'all remember? I'm not even kidding. Yeah. Do y'all you remember like the video now? I like video now. Yeah, like you would carry it. Yeah, I think I, there were. 
there might have been a time I was like on a bus going somewhere and somebody was watching Jennifer's body. So you were watching. Like, you want me to believe yeah. that you were watching Jennifer's body over someone's shoulder. And you happen to catch that out. scene, huh? I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I also, I also remembered. To be fair, I also remembered the climax in the pool. So mm. there was some flash visuals sure. coming back. Yeah. Point uh-huh. just being. Uh-huh. You guys are Move past it. Move past it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I, I I had a good time with this movie. Um, I it's funny, you know, we were ragging on Diablo Cody in one of our early episodes. Uh, Who's before, we? <laughs> well, I, when those Powerpuff Girls screenshots came out, you were part of we in that conversation. <laughs> um, uh, but I think what's what's evident is that she is. This movie came out in two thousand nine. And this script is completely 2009. 100%. Like this is this is you know such an early 2000s. I, I think actually Scott Pilgrim is after this, right? I think it's two years later. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's it still has that like very stylized sort of frenetic. Like it's almost like if Aaron Sorkin was a woman. Yeah. This is this is kind of how he would write. But it's it's less like I guess um, neurotic monologues and yeah. more like just zingers like yeah. constant one-liners mm. um which i mean you know whatever like like zach said i think Fun. that this is it's i i feel like it was always supposed to be kind of like a b-movie yeah mm-hmm. but i yeah. think the problem is that it was because it was marketed as like a sex fest for men um as opposed to being a movie about friendship which is what Ultimately it actually what is it about is, yeah. um that's part of what contributed to its failure but let me just get yeah. this out of the way I think that Megan Fox is great in this. Yeah. Um, I think that I'm not trying, you know, I'm not saying that she's the, she's the next Meryl Streep, but I, I also think that she's more than just a pretty face. Um, and I think that this movie, you know, demonstrates that she, she does a lot of different, she has a lot of different performance modes in this yes. based on what her character has to do. And I think she kind of hits all of them really well. Mm-hmm. So um, I liked it, but I do think once we get into the plot that there is a, there's kind of an issue about how it's structured. Yeah. Uh, that I, that would make me like it more. But yes. um, I'm Wes, you, I mean, take us away. Uh, I, I don't know, guys. I, I, I had a similar uh, feeling or, or kind of like origin point with this movie to Justin. I remember not being able to watch it. Or if mm-hmm. I had watched it, it was in pieces on like DirecTV. Like, yeah, um, yeah. which was what they used to do is just play movies. Oh, uh, sure. Oh, sure. Piece. So, so that's more, that's more feasible than the, than the DVD story. Got well, it. I would have just, Wes, I would <laughs> listen, Justin, Wes is if, watching you wanna, it. if you want to say that you looked up Megan Fox <laughs> scene on a website, I, it's fine. Hey, here we go. I, I watched it. <laughs> I watched it. Justin, save yourself. I, I watched it. I probably watched it in pieces on DirecTV. I've never, I've never seen the full thing, but I do vaguely remember like the the ending and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is how you used to catch movies before yeah. streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember during the quarantine, a bunch of my my friends from film school, mostly uh, women in my film school who like horror movies, were like, "Jennifer's body is is the business. Like it's a good movie." Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, "Jennifer's body." but i i remembered i'd seen some episodes of new girl with megan fox and she's really funny on those oh my I was like, all right god she's a new girl she is a new girl and she's right. very funny uh and i remember That's watching good. it during the quarantine and really loving it like like i i it's absolutely a b movie uh but it does the horror thing of being a stupid movie about demon possession about being a succubus is really what she is. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, and it uses it to tell a story about like friendship and like being like questioning your sexual identity and 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 mm-hmm. and, uh, 
you know, like, I don't know. It's just there, there's there's something about the the fact that Megan Fox's character is jealous of her friend. Yes. Uh, is jealous of her friend, jealous that her friend may or may not be interested in her romantically or is. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, and is using killing boys to get closer to her. Like she sees boys that her friend may be interested in and is like, mm. I'm going to take this one out. Um, and I think that's, it was, I was watching it this morning and I was like, it's actually really touching that she, she can't just tell her friend she, she's interested. So no, she has, she has to, to kill. eat, the, she has to <laughs> eat the other, the so like there are no other options. Yeah. Um, it's also, I mean, I mean, it's also, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's also like a, a, a teen movie, like you guys said, that has a lot of stupid dialogue. Mm. Uh, but I think unlike, uh, some other teen movies uh, that have bad dialogue. I think this one is actually leaning into the cheese. Yeah, of it. Uh, absolutely. You know, um, Rob Zombie's Halloween, which we'll talk about. Yeah, it's definitely purposeful. Rob Zombie's Halloween, which we'll talk about in a couple mm. weeks, uh, has similarly bad dialogue and comes out like a year before. Uh, mm. And I don't think that was intentional. So I you just needed say. another pass over that. <laughs> uh, you know, um, but no, uh, there's a lot to say about Jennifer's body. I'm yeah. very excited to talk to you guys about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Megan Fox uh, just should have had. I mean, she's she's a young woman; she can still have a career. But she really got shortchanged by Michael Bay, unfortunately. I feel like she's she's a really good comedic actress. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and she has she has her moments in those Transformers movies. Yeah, of, she does. of comedy. Um, from every indication that I that I have heard and read, he seems like a director who who like wants you to be funny the way that he, he thinks is funny. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? His and and sometimes exactly, and and sometimes you know that like I I heard a rumor that that's why um uh T J Miller is that his name? Yeah. The dude from Deadpool, I heard a rumor that that's why he dies so early in that fourth Transformers movie <laughs> is because he was improving all the time. Yeah, remember? He gets turned into a, a statue. He gets scorched, like flash-boiled. Oh, my because, God. Yeah, he's he's like he works with Mark Wahlberg in that movie. Uh, what Age of Extinction, right? He works with him in, in his barn, and then they get in the car. It's a chase scene. And then he gets blown up and turned into like you know how Doctor Doom looks at the end of Fantastic it. Four. No, I hate it. <laughs> I don't want. But it, apparently, it's because he was like improving all the time on set, and Michael Bay didn't think any of that it was funny. Exactly like Michael Bay. Wow. So I, he changed I, the script to kill I, him. I, I feel like I mean we're gonna have to maybe when the Beast Wars Transformers movie comes out, we'll finally talk about Transformers. I, I feel like uh, I feel like Megan Fox has a great moment in the first movie. Uh, she has a couple great moments in the first movie, but in the first movie where she's uh, hooks up Bumblebee to the back of the truck and yeah. is like, "You shoot, I drive." Yeah, and she's doing. I just remember like that being burned into my brain, not because she's beautiful, even though she is beautiful, but because it's like she, you can tell when someone is acting in a movie, and you're you're just one step removed from believing yeah. them. And <laughs> mm-hmm. I, didn't, I, I didn't believe, uh, and I didn't uh, have that with her in that mm, moment. She yeah. does mm. feel like she's pretty sunk into that character. Yeah, yes. especially when she's about to get. Uh, arrested and she's telling Shia LaBeouf like you don't know what it's like you know mm. my dad is in jail you know yeah. so I think I think and, she's pretty good and not for nothing like granted she is obviously the camera is all over her in that movie yeah. and and the difference is that it's it's a it's a male filming her as opposed to a woman right. her character does have a bit of like depth to her and I mean you know she works on cars like yeah 
obviously that that is a, it's a, it's a convenience for the movie. Yes, but the way that she works gives, on the cars. Yeah, yes, but it gives her something to do. Like, mm. it, I, and strangely enough, Wes, that was the first moment I was thinking about too when we start when we started talking about Transformers was like her getting into the car with Bumblebee in the back and just driving around as he you know as he shoots. Um, it's a very active performance, but yeah, I think in this. Um, you know, like I said, I feel like she gets to do, it's not just about her being like sexy, you know, she's doing a lot of different stuff. Obviously when we first meet her, she is a little bit, you know, vapid. Let me actually, let's talk a bit about mm. the framing of this movie, the, the, the narrative framing device, which is that it's kind of like a, a noir. <laughs> yeah. And it's a flashback, but you're, you're, you're with Sandy. actually needy and she's, she is um, narrating the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I'm not someone who hates narration. I don't think you need it in this movie. No. Um, I feel like every... It reminded me a lot of Yeah, but I feel like every time she speaks, she's just delivering plot information. I feel like narration is usually helpful when it's like you're learning something about the character Mm -hmm. more than they are just telling you about like the plot. But, and also because of the way it started, I was certain that this was going to be like a... Uh, oh, wait for when we bring this one on, but a talented Mr. Ripley situation please, where... Uh, <laughs> you just triggered something so like, oh my God. Where where she's she remembers her relationship with Jennifer differently than, than what it actually was. Ah. I thought it was going to be a thing where she... Because they established her as being like, oh, she's obsessive. She has like whatever. I felt like with the cheerleading scene, she's waving at Jen and it's mm. just like in her fantasy where actually oh. Jen doesn't, I thought that's what the movie was about. And then I realized, oh, they're actually, they're actually friends. They're real friends. Um, so they're, they're very close friends. Right. And, and, and I guess because they, they have been friends since they were kids. Mm. Otherwise I don't think these two people, especially not in the movie that came out in 2009, these two people would not be friends. It's so it's weird random. that they really try to pretend like Amanda uh, Cypher doesn't look like the way she looks. Like, yeah. Well, also that, It's the, it's the yeah. thing that, that that is like, I know they do it with men all the time, and they also do it with women. All, they just did it with uh, Cheetah and Wonder Woman. Yeah. They give yes. her some circular Harry Potter glasses. <laughs> and like, they, they, they like... And they frizz up her hair, yeah. But then she takes off her glasses uh, later in the movie when she's about to have sex with her boyfriend, and you're like, "Oh, that's the movie star." What are you talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I don't understand what. Like, it does such a good job of casting for the other students yeah. that are not Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried, like yeah. TV stars who kind of look like regular people. Yeah. And then, like, they pull in the Flash from Smallville to play the goth guy. And you're like, oh, these look like regular kids. And then the two main characters, you're like, oh, these are movie stars. These are movie stars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they pretend like one of them isn't. Like when that when the band is like, oh, what about that girl? And, the, and like the guitarist is like, wait, that one. And he's pointing at Amanda Seyfried. I'm like, no, you wouldn't have that reaction. To <laughs> yeah. pop it. You fine. wouldn't like be throwing up into a paper yeah, bag on like, the side <laughs> of the stage. No. <laughs> Pu. Yeah. Um. So I mean, that was kind of where my head was at when it started, but. Um, obviously when we meet, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer check, she does have this obsessive relationship with needy, yeah. which is ironic that like needy is her, is Amanda Seyfried's nickname when it's, it feels like it's Jennifer is the one who's actually more mm-hmm. clingy, yeah. uh, because she has such a desire to control how yeah. needy looks. Yeah, she she feels threatened by her. Right. Yeah. She says like, Oh, I can't show my cleavage right. because boobs are, are thing. Jennifer's thing. Yeah. Um, and so it, that's like a really interesting dynamic. Um, and then obviously you have needy kind of 
being like, I guess she wants to be sort of, you know, Amanda Seyfried's playing her as like this overcautious kind of character. Mm. Um, but it's hard to tell how much of Jennifer's influence she wants or doesn't, which is not necessarily a bad thing, Yeah. but it, it's, that was one of the things I was wondering about is like, does she wish she was more like Jennifer or is it, or is it in that gray area where like, she she just doesn't know whether or not she's attracted to Jennifer. Like yeah. she's still figuring that out. I feel yeah, I feel like because I felt like she was actually pretty like secure in that relationship. Like I I don't know. I didn't feel like I mean I know her boy. What's his name? Chip. Chip. Her boyfriend. I felt like he yeah. was like concerned about it, but I was like I don't know. I think that friendship feels okay to me. Oh, wait, the moment that I really love though is when <laughs> it's just like such a random thing when when Megan Fox goes to pick her up to go to the bar. And they like get into like a gentle shoving match, and then Megan Fox just shoves her against the door. And it's just like the sound of it. She's like, uh, and then it's just like, yeah. she's, like she's like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just not acknowledged. I love that. That was like my favorite part. I I, uh, I really love uh, that that moment where, and you talked about it earlier, Zach, where she comes after being um, turned into a succubus. Yeah, um, she comes to Meaty's house. And like isn't talking, and then yes. eats the chicken, and then vomits like black oh bile yes. onto the floor. A dinosaur roar. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I feel like she's she. I I Twitter always does these things from Twitter where they say name your top four horror performances or top four just performances. And I put Megan Fox up there for horror performances because I think the performance in this is like she has to do so much. Mm. Like she has to kind of be a mean the mean girl she has to also be able to do the one-liners pretty dryly and then she also has to be really scary and she does the three of them really well sometimes in the same scene mm. like there's this the great yeah. scene where they're like it's been a month since the guy was eaten and they and they <laughs> pan over to her and she's like boring yeah, yeah. But, she, <laughs> but she like looks horrifying like, she looks like she hasn't eaten in eight years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's that's. I keep getting sidetracked, but that's one of the aspects of her performance that's really cool. Is yeah. like the difference between her when she's Fed. she's satisfied, she's yeah. full, and when she's sort of like not, and she's pallid, and and the makeup work is really good there so too. Good. I mean, I mean, they obviously talk about this like she still looks like yeah, Megan ugly Fox. For her, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but she looks um, like Megan Fox probably at like six in the morning. Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just a little bit tired. But, um, but I, I think maybe now is a good time to talk about one of my, one of the issues I have with the, with the plot construction mm-hmm. yeah. of the movie. So uh, what you were saying, Wes, earlier about like how the kills in this movie are directly related to needy, right. And like mm-hmm. a relationship with needy that does kind of reframe things for me in a way that, makes me appreciate it more but i just found myself wondering why is the movie not about her seeking out this indie band like yeah it kind of feels weird that the movie ignores them for so long and then has to has to shove them in as like yeah credit sequence tied up and it's and it's also not jennifer doing it it's her friend Mm -hmm. um she didn't care she just yeah. like didn't worry about it. Like they they're everywhere. Their their song is playing all across this right. town and Jennifer is unbothered by hearing the song that was like the last thing she heard before she was turned into a song. Yeah. And then the other thing <laughs> and then the other thing that's weird is if the ritual didn't work, how are they achieving all this success? Right? Because the, because they did. She, it did though, right? Because it was like Well, she's a she's not a virgin, so that so, was so, part of so It said it could die. still work. Yeah. Oh, oh. It said oh. it like it it you 
It said you still could achieve like the purpose of the ritual, but now there's a, a demon. Like that's yeah, it's, it's just like, oh shit. There's a, a side effect. Something else to deal with. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Then in that so case, that's definitely a fair concern though, Justin. Mm, yes. I think I think the I remember the first time I watched it, I was wondering if the Adam Brody shoe was gonna drop uh, at some point. Mm. I I kind of like the idea that um the joke is that they're like virtue signaling that the band becomes famous <laughs> off of this tragedy <laughs> that happens in the town because that's something that uh has happened in the last six months you know um mm. but um i do i do understand what you're saying um i guess i guess the only thing i could think of is that the movie had to pick like it had to pick whether it was going to be a high school comedy or it was going to be a, revenge, a, or it was going to be a, seeking, a, a yeah. rape revenge film, yeah. which yeah. It, which it kind of is already. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's yeah. fair. I mean, also because I like it could have been both, but the people who assault her are not from the school. No, uh, right. I, it and it in that way, it's very the inclusion of the indie band as a plot device at all seems so like strange mm. because if you're gonna contain it to the high school, then why? Yeah. I mean, I guess like I, I, maybe there was something going on with bands at the time where we were like, you know, Diablo Cody just decided to make fun of them mm-hmm. by writing the this. Script. Boy. They're, they're yeah. Yeah. I mean, boy. he does. He does intentionally say like, there's so many of us and yeah. we all look pretty and we sing well, but like, you know, sometimes we need a little bit of help from Satan <laughs> <laughs> to get by. So, I mean, and, and jokes about like the Illuminati and the current yeah. industry, notwithstanding. Um, I think that, you know, while it's funny, I just found myself wondering is are, is this going to come back well, in any meaningful way? Forgive me for thinking that the bottomless hell pit that they talk about in the beginning of the movie was yes. going to have a bigger part in like, oh, yes. how she <laughs> like I was like, oh, this is she falls down this hole and like emerges as a demon, and it's I like about it too. yeah, no, he just uses he just throws it down the toilet, he just throws the knife down the toilet, and then it like oh no, it still actually does go somewhere. So it's like yeah. even that cool thing that you established isn't even real, like that whirlpool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, this is absolutely correct. These are fair <laughs> scriptural concerns. Poking holes uh, in it, Wes. No, I, I listen. This is in cinema sense. You can acknowledge a, a movie's uh, plot holes and still enjoy the movie. Uh, um, I I think those are all very valid concerns. I the way I thought about it the second time I watched it was these are just weird goings on in the town. Like mm. the fact mm. that there just happens to be a wormhole that goes to hell. Like <laughs> that's just, uh, it's just a thing in the town. Is Devil's uh, Kettle an actual place? Pro- probably not. Probably no. Probably right. Not, okay. Probably it looks just, like it's that's upstate. A, that's a bit on the nose. It looks yeah. like oh. up to, upstate, but is it's it? A, it's supposed to be in. Uh... Okay. Well, actually this is a real place. Um, it's oh, so the, it's sorry, devil's, sorry to the denizens of Devil's Kettle. <laughs> sorry to the people of Minnesota. Um, so what it is is it's located inside of a state park, and the park is best known for the Devil's Kettle, an unusual waterfall and rock formation in which half of the Brule River disappears into a pothole. Ben. Oh hell no! Oh no 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 no! I, I like I, I I can't I can't go near it. I'm so scared of the idea of that. <laughs> You're. Do you think that that portal leads to hell, or do you think you're just do you think you're, you're super dead? At you're point? super dead, Wes. I mean, you're just either going way, into an you're... abyss. <laughs> you're not gonna land in like I don't know, 
You're not going to be Fox's okay. Bedroom. No. <laughs> if, the Patreons, if the Patreons reach a certain level uh Wes support, will jump in the pool. <laughs> I didn't say Wes. Uh, <laughs> Dan, who's not here to defend himself, will <laughs> jump down the Dan pool. Dan would, yeah. <laughs> Dan, would like, Dan would be like, they would be like, yeah, dude, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> take um, a camera down there. Um, I, I wanted to quickly talk about uh, Karen uh, Kusama's directing in this. Um, sure. I haven't seen any of her other films, but apparently she's going to be doing a reboot of Dracula for Blumhouse Universal, um, okay. which, which seems like along her her, her wavelength. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the directing in this is really good, and I think I think uh, Dan and I were talking about it in the chat. The way it's filmed is that early to late 2000s style, but it was still kind of filmy. It's mm-hmm. like the darks look kind of layered. Mm-hmm. Um, and the camera, uh, it doesn't look as flat as it would necessarily in, in more modern horror films. But also the way that um, she uses color in the frame is really cool. There's that great mm-hmm. shot that was used in all the trailers uh, where everybody is in black and they're uh they're walking past the frame and then you see megan fox right in the background and she walks into focus and she's wearing like a hot pink yeah <laughs> sweatsuit um so i think I, I mean i think all over the the directing i mean even when a man uh, amanda seyfried kills jennifer and we see over the over the bed is really mm-hmm. cool i think i yeah. think there's a lot of really uh stylish yeah. directing in the, yeah i i think it i think the cinematography is is pretty great Very uh good. directed by uh, i mean uh well yeah photography directed by um m david mullen mm-hmm. who okay. i don't really know him from anything else but i there's that really interesting shot where it's right after she kills uh the football dude mm-hmm. it's just yeah. that like helicopter shot of her swimming in the lake yeah and, that was and i was sick. like that's beautiful. You know what I mean? It, 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 it almost feels out of place in this movie. That's supposed to be kind of like yeah. a cutesy, like B movie. That what was you have she doing? Really, I guess cleaning the blood off. Swimming the blood off. It's also <laughs> interesting because when there's a, there's that early point and I love that it's a nonverbal moment. Um, when, when, when Jennifer arrives at, um, at needy's house and needy yeah. grabs her wrist, she makes this expression. Like she feels something like either i thought it was going to be that she was ice cold but then later we find out yes. in the woods he's like why are you so hot and like oh, apparently yeah. she's like she's burning up and you do see when she comes out of the water she's like steaming yes. it's a really cool like consistent uh kind of thing and it's and it's introduced in a non-verbal way that mm-hmm. i appreciated um that was cool. i wanted to talk just very quickly about how this movie is also a cautionary tale about uh, how many red flags a man will ignore in the quest for coochie. Because at the point that I am in the woods with a girl no. and forest animals start no. showing up. I'm running. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want to say that I would, I would get out of there, but I, I fear my friends, all of us would fall victim to our particular Jennifer. Fine. If, if <laughs> fine. Or just this Jennifer, if it was just this Jennifer, I'm super dead. I'll be <laughs> because it seems like it seems like the way the film works is as soon as you agree to doing whatever, like hanging you're, out with her, you're done. You're dead you're because done. she takes you to a secluded area. Yeah, and she's a demon. Uh, it's, I yeah. I need to. We, I want to address the death of Colin because that I think was I think avoidable. I, I would say so. Like first of all, <laughs> the forest animals. I'm like something is happening. Like I assume that I'm being <laughs> sacrificed. I'm like this yeah. is not. And maybe it's not even her. I'm not like oh it's your fault. Like yeah, I would just yeah. think a bigger animal is coming to is, get is me. is here. <laughs> but but Colin, Colin 
drives through this pitch black neighborhood. Yep. There's not a street light to be found. What is this ghost neighborhood? And Hello. he looks out the window, sees one candle light, like just in the window. And he's like, all right. And then he gets out. Before that, before that, he gets a text from her saying, oh, turn left. I'm right there. How do you know where How I do am? You know? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I want you guys to know that every guy in that school, when they find out that Jennifer is the one who's been killing people, which I assume what is what will happen after this, uh, or they think it's Amanda Seyfried, whatever. Right. When they find it out, um, they're going to create a story where they almost went out with Jennifer <laughs> and, yeah. and like, turned her not down. To. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Down. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, bro, dude, dude, I would have been, I could have been dead. <laughs> it would have been, been me, but you know, I had a football game. You know. I <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. No, go ahead, Zach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I just think he, Colin just consistently just like ignored every, he goes into a house that is not like finished. Like it's like, it's <laughs> under complete construction. There's sheets hanging and he's like, this is, this is where her. she lives. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he goes up there and she's has it. First of all, she just has like a circle of candles and he doesn't think that he's going to be in a blood ritual. He's like, yeah. he thinks that he's just going to have sex in the middle of these candles. I'm like, Colin, right. Why would you think like she did? She clearly actually didn't want to go out with you. Like when he was asking her about the movie, she's like, yeah. about Rocky horror. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I don't she's like boxing. Like, <laughs> it's like, ah, all right and then it's like, not a boxing movie on, but whatever yeah. <laughs> um yeah Colin, I think I, you feel bad for i think what's interesting about this movie is you also you feel bad for all the guys she kills because yeah. she kills like innocent guys yeah. and, uh, and i don't know if that's supposed to be like <laughs> i don't know if that's supposed to be like a a commentary because i was reading one of one letterbox review that was saying maybe this movie is about trauma and how you can't really you can't really uh solve it by inflicting more trauma um you know jennifer has this terrible thing happen to her and she decides to take it out on just anyone i mean well, she has to eat yeah she does have to eat you assume that it's only men but then of course she has that great line i i go both ways, I go both ways. Yeah, nice. um, which is the thematic uh linchpin of, nice. the, whole movie. of, yeah. the, of the whole film <laughs> um the the scene with colin also is cross-cut with uh needy and her boyfriend getting busy for presumably the first time um i didn't is think it so the first time? i didn't no, no, think I, so no because he said he bought new condoms yeah 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 oh okay okay that's true and they yeah. said it's we, just, we, we have sex for four night four minutes a night <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just that it the way that it's built up to felt like it was supposed to hey, be man, like they're in high school yeah it's, it's every so time is exciting for them every they're time. like hey yeah it, there's a really funny again another nonverbal moment where like he's you know he's he's doing his thing and she starts freaking out because she sees yeah. Jennifer <laughs> and, and he he's, she's like screaming and he's like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and, and then he, he, and asks, he says, like, what, big? is it too big? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, stuff like that is great. Like we could, we could sit here and rattle off the funny lines. Yeah. We were doing it in the group chat, like got a tampon is great. Oh, what a, what a good, what, like an all time great delivery. Mm -hmm. That, that is the one line that I, I saw Jennifer's body for the first time, like a year and a half ago. That's the line that I, remember where she's yeah. like where she gets stabbed she yeah. pulls it out of her body looks up and he goes you got a tampon i figured you might be plugging uh I, wow. i'll say wow, i, wow, I wow. didn't get to watch the unrated cut um i don't know if is i that, you know, maybe i would uh it's i think there's more kills and there's more time with the parents is what i hear and i would and uh and the opening is different so oh, it okay. doesn't have the 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 stinger of needy looking through jennifer's window it opens, with, it opens with that crawl shot of needy in the in the as asylum 
Okay. Uh, and the dialogue's mm. a little different. Okay. How about how about the combat role that Needy does into Jennifer's room <laughs> through the window? Incredible. <laughs> Before she kills Just her. A soldier. Um, of course, the movie is kind of in an interesting way building up like, it, it, and this is this has to do with the jealousy that uh, Jennifer feels toward Needy, but like her kind of, like Chip is the ultimate victim yes. because, you know, when she gets Chip out of the way, then she can have Needy all right. to herself. And, we saw that and there is that interesting moment in the hallway where at, by this point, Needy's already starting to suspect Jennifer and Jennifer looks at Chip and she goes like, hey, she starts to flirt with him. And she's yeah. like, hey, hey, over here. Yeah. And Needy pulls his face so she can kiss Love him that. instead, um, which is when they make the plan to, you know, do what they do. But then by this point, Needy has already let it slip that she thinks uh, Colin is cool which is where you see Jennifer decide, oh, okay, yeah. yeah she I guess. like stops her and she's like, wait, you like him? Yeah. Yeah, got it. Guess I know what I'm eating tonight. Yeah. Oh, wait. Um, <laughs> I also wanted to comment that if I were Chip, I would have survived the movie because I wouldn't have gone into that uh, hellish pool Hello. room. Hello. Yeah. So where, where do these men think sex happens? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes, this is what, this is what I'm saying, bro. There, Listen, there might be a limit but it's a high one. What we will what we will tolerate for like for the for the for the chance for the promise for the promise of poon. <laughs> no, I'm not what going we... in there, Justin. It's there's like trees growing out of the water. <laughs> Incredible production design though. It, it's yes. also it's yes. really iconic. Yeah. No, and the fact that also I was if I were needy, I wouldn't have tried to rescue Chip. I just want to put it out there. She sees that he's being eaten in the pool. Jennifer looks at her and gives her a demonic scream. She dives into the water. (laughs) Either way, I'm not going in that water because there's other things there. But she actually just attacks her, and I'm like, why? Like, why would you do that? You could have needy. Needy. Needy becomes very um, active in, in in the latter part of this movie, which I think wouldn't. I don't know if it would work if they didn't have that cold open, not a cold open, but like where that they didn't have that opening where she's in the asylum and she like kicks, kicks that orderly in the face. Go across the room. <laughs> so now you're expecting her to like be willing to scrap. Yeah. Um, but in, uh, in it, in yeah. it. <laughs> Her getting, I think her getting Jennifer's powers is kind of dumb, but I, I mean, what? It felt oh, like I, it was I like a sequel it. setup that, like, maybe, maybe getting the powers itself wasn't dumb, but her like meditating into the levitating. Air, I was like, what are uh, we doing? Megan Fox and, and apparently Diablo Cody and Karen Kusama have talked about a sequel or a reboot or a TV show. So, uh, who knows? Uh, I, I think at this point, it, it's such a cult, it's such a cult thing that it, it could, it could. Get yeah, yeah. I do remember what I was going to say. This is my last point related to the unrated cut. I would have liked to see at least one scene between Jennifer and her mother prior to her getting I didn't know she had parents. Yes. First of all, all, Needy dives into a room, smashing the entire window, and they're both like screaming at each other. (laughs) And only when Jennifer is actually murdered does her mom come in and be like, is everything okay? Pretty like, she quietly murdered yeah, too. She, like, also, needy. She wasn't gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, she's not gonna kill you. Like the, that's that's one of the coolest parts of the movie. Is we? I mean, we made a lot of jokes about the kissing scene earlier in the podcast, but like, hey, that the way that that scene is shot 
is completely different from what, the way it sh- they shoot Jennifer being intimate with anyone else. Yes. And it's, it's because it's actually romantic. She, it's it's like, romantic. Yeah. It's because she's not going to kill her. Yeah. It's yeah. like, why would... <laughs> it's yeah. like, I guess I guess because she's the monster and you have to kill the monster. Well, and she killed but, her boyfriend, so... That's yeah, it's water under the bridge. How much does she really care about the boyfriend? She was having sex with the boyfriend and she her face was blank. Her face was like, wow. She was experiencing Jennifer's murder of Colin. (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, can I ask y'all, do y'all think that in that scene she's, like, afraid, or is she, like... No. Is she enjoying it? No. I wasn't sure if the movie was trying to establish a physical connection between them as well. I think they have a telekinetic link. They have, like, some kind of link. But you think that she was experiencing, like, the the lust The orgasmic, like, the the ecstasy is the word I'm I think that's the way we're supposed to read it. I mean, I think it's a a mixture of horror and... Yeah. Yeah, Is that my Evil Dead (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt? I'm surprised Zach doesn't love this... uh, Not Zach. Dan doesn't love this movie just off of... The Evil Dead, the evil dead references. <laughs> it is it is convenient that Dan contracted strep throat right before he could dog on Diablo Cody's it script. Like, Maybe it's for the best. It's <laughs> like, oh, I got strep. I, I, I can't get it. <laughs> I got to get out of here. Um, yeah, but I mean, I, I think I'm ready to rate it. Um, uh, Zach, why don't you, you you start us off? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Um, um, what are even... It's been so long. What are the things? Okay, so it's, it's immortal. It's... <laughs> revive revive re- reanimate oh my god yeah. reanimate embalm yeah bury cremate right yeah i'll yeah. give it a good um i don't know i think i think it deserves a reanimate i think maybe i'm i'm in i'm feeling good but i i think this is a fun movie mm. and i think i think that actually some of the performances like well no i think the performances are good and I think it's worth it to see the comedy juxtaposed with like the scene where Jennifer is is like about to be murdered. Like it's yeah. it's hilarious because like the the band is like nonchalant about it. Like when when that one guy is like kind of panicking about it, and, yeah. and uh, Adam Brody just mouths like "What the fuck?" Um, <laughs> but then Jennifer is like like Megan Fox is real going terror. for it. Yeah, yeah like yeah. sobbing how I would be sobbing if I was about yeah. to be murdered. So I yeah. think for for that and just like the fact that this movie is like like unapologetically like stupid and fun while still being effectively scary sometimes i think it deserves a reanimate yeah yeah wes right. um yeah i'm gonna give it a reanimate i think i think uh i don't know this is one of those gems that i found in the uh pandemic that i really mm-hmm. enjoy um i think it's got really good performances i think mm-hmm. it is like zach said effectively scary what it wants to be and i think it's pretty funny when it when you know the rest through the rest of the movie um, I could see this becoming something like uh, Dan is going to tear every follicle of hair out of his head. When I say this. <laughs> but but in, in terms of a cult status, this could be something like Evil Dead, where it has a fan base or it has people that go to Comic Cons just to you see. Just, you just keep stacking the hits on top of your own head. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm not saying that they're the same quality of film. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying, but like the way people on, at Comic Cons go yes. to Bruce Campbell and they're like, say the line. Yeah. yeah. I could see Easily. Megan Fox becoming that kind of figure. Megan, say for, my tit. <laughs> no, your heart. <laughs> that's, that's the best. No, it's a solid reanimate. It's a really, it's a yeah. high reanimate. Yeah, yeah. Then that's reanimations across the board. Hey. Um, I, I think it, I think it deserves the revival it's seeing. I also think Megan Fox. I would like to see her work more. May, you know, maybe not not necessarily and stuff like this. But I also think this is her pocket. I think mm-hmm. when she's when she's being hot and funny. 
uh, people like, especially men don't understand that those two things are, are not mutually exclusive, that, that they can happen at the same time. You can be physically attracted to a woman and she can also be funny. So like, I, I think that this is a great niche for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I wish she'd ditch Machine Gun Kelly, but maybe uh, maybe what we're witnessing is a real life example of, of Jennifer's body. Yeah, because she's he's sl- the lead singer in this movie. <laughs> like, that's Machine Gun Kelly. She is draining his life force uh, ever so slowly. You see this man, right? <laughs> he he's keeps looking more and more like a Victorian ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he shows up in public. Maybe uh, maybe Megan Fox will play Dracula in the Carrie <laughs> Kusama Dracula movie. Megan Fox Dracula could be interesting. Or she could play uh, Wilhelmina Harker. Yeah, she, ah, could. Yeah, yeah. she could. She that could. would be interesting. That'd be fun. Um, if she's going period with it. But yeah, I think uh, that does it for this episode, Wayward Movie Watchers. I know that next week we're doing Dune. Dune! Uh, more hey. than likely. It's two and a half hours long. God help it. Um, but I believe that um, Zach might be out, so we <sighs> think I'm will be we'll be talking uh, about... Uh, uh, Dan. It's going to be Dan's week again. He's got um, The Holy Mountain by uh, Jodorowsky for us to watch. Along with Jodorowsky's Dune. Dune, which is a documentary, yes. So it'll, it'll be an interesting chat. Um, but uh, thank you all for joining us, Zach. Good to see you. Hey, um, good to be do, back. Do you want to say anything to the people? Yeah, I would just thanks for having me back again. You know, I great. Mean, so um, now, how <laughs> <laughs> did I know that you were getting? No, it just ended, Justin. It's Check out our back catalog. You know where to find us. Till next time, folks. Yeah.